What's up? It's Unknown V2 looking for a Valentine date. Hit me up. I'm ready to blow your back or give you the gap. Laters. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a got a pretty interesting episode this this week. We are gonna have the anime review of X Driver. A couple of headlines, a little bit of events, and some upcoming events that you guys need to be watching out for. Yeah. But uh, how you been, Manny? We're back in person again. This is it, nice. It, it, it does feel nice, but it feels kind of weird since it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing remote, what, three weeks now? I want to say more. Maybe more, because first you got COVID. Yes. <laughs> then Sida got COVID. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird, but... We're back live again. I feel a little bit more comfortable going back and forth this way. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I edit the podcast, I listen to it and I'm like, I feel like there's so many pauses, but I think that's us giving a little extra time because we're remote. We're not sure if we're going to (laughs) start or speak over each other, you know? That has happened a lot of times, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I can't fix them all, man. (laughs) Or you're just too lazy. I mean, one of the two. It's one of the two. <laughs> but yeah, anything new going on with the builds? Uh, so there was a slight hiccup on the El Camino, so I'll have to get that situated again with the, the wire harness. Okay. All right, all right. Well, as you saw when you showed up at the house, <laughs> I was working on the truck. I did not see you work on the truck. I saw uh, you pulling your trash bins. Okay, well, I was working on the truck. You saw me cleaning up. (laughs) Uh, So I got the injectors and new coils in. Okay. Well, I have to finish putting them in. (laughs) I got it all disassembled and uh, popped all the injectors into the rail and just covered them up for now. Okay. So I'll put the new coils on and start reconnecting all the the e-vape lines and, and other little electrical sensors all over the place, you know? But uh yeah, I uh so since I was testing the car out and getting um its brake in miles going, you know what I mean? Um I finally started getting on it a little bit more and my check engine light went and I checked it and it's misfiring. Okay. Engine's brand new. The only and you know, I mentioned it before, or I thought I mentioned it before that the injectors looked pretty bad, but I didn't have the cash to drop on them right there right then and there i just figured like you know what let me just put it all together and get it running first you know so it sucks because you know you usually want to do the work while you're there but fuck it so um, i uh i finally picked up the injectors and i went ahead and bought new coils too just in case okay this way pretty much everything's new on that car except for like um the alternator <laughs> And the power steering, I guess. Yeah. Water pump and everything else is brand new now. So no excuses out of that fucking car. (laughs) Truck. Truck. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not used to that still. (laughs) (laughs) Even though you had a truck earlier? Uh, Yeah, but you know, there was, I was never that, that attached to it. Not that I'm attached to this one either, but (laughs) at this point, um, at at this point, it's, it better be fucking reliable with all the work done now. Oh, yeah. It should. Yeah. So everything, at least motor wise, is pretty much brand new now. 
So I just got to finish putting it up back together tomorrow and uh, get back to putting some miles on it. So that'll be fun. <laughs> but while I'm doing the miles, I think all that's going to be left is start shopping around, getting some new tires for it, and start getting some cosmetics done to it. Comfort things. Your seats. Seats, window tints, and backup camera, radio, stuff like that. Do you really need a backup camera, though? It's a long bed. I don't drive trucks. I'm going to be that guy with a backup camera to load my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> I don't drive trucks often enough. It's a long bed. It's a pain in the ass to park. I'm getting a backup camera for sure. <laughs> yeah, my dad's truck has a backup camera, but I, we, I never use it. My dad never uses it. The only time I ever find myself using it is if I'm backing up to hook up, uh, hook up our trailer. Okay. Because it, it it got annoying. Like, I'm backing up, backing up. I think I'm there. I, I get down. I look over, and I'm still, like, two feet away. I was like, okay. So I back up slowly, stop, and next you know, I overshot it and everything. I was like, shit, okay. Go very slowly, and then next thing you know, I overshot it again by one foot. I was like, god damn it. Yeah, I want to avoid that kind of stuff. <laughs> So I think uh, the goal would be basically backup camera, more than likely um, it's all going to go on the side of the RV. I sold the mm -hmm. pool table. Pool table is gone. Oh, nice. Yeah, pool table is gone. So that opened up quite a bit of real estate over there. So it, everything should just go right, slide right in there. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, so next... You know, after the comforts for the truck is, uh, it's trailer time. So almost there. It's been much slower of a process than I had originally planned, but at least we're moving somewhere now. Yes. yes. So it, it'll get there. It'll get there. But anyways, Manny, let's, uh, let's roll into some of these topics. Alrighty. So we had our anime review and our anime review was EX driver or X driver. Yes. And this is a late 90s, early 2000s? So this, I mean, the manga was from the 90s, but the anime came out in the summer of 20, uh, 2000, basically. Okay. So it's basically an OVA, not really an anime series. Yeah, it was super short. And I think I actually messaged you like, yeah. hey, is it only six episodes? Like, is there more to this? Yeah, you asked me like, <laughs> how many episodes because you wanted to reconfirm that you were... It was six episodes or not. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This seemed too short. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it's an OVA, so it's six uh, six episodes, basically. And from the looks of it, I mean, it's just your standard uh, time for anime, like 25 minutes long. Yeah, it, it was not very long at all. But I actually enjoyed watching it. I, I had a lot of good laughs, and me and my buddies were just arguing about stupid shit during the anime. Yeah, so I guess... Uh, quick overview synapse of it so just a cute uh, like a quick synapse of this anime it's basically set in like more in the future where every vehicle is now ai electric and there's ai uh, vehicles that go rogue and only a select group of high school's kids driving internal combustion cars to stop these rogue vehicles yeah basically so the first part of it i thought was super interesting that you know this was 
mid 90s when the manga was mm-hmm. out right so mid 90s they were looking at what's the future going to be like it's yeah. going to be autonomous driving and electric cars and it's like kind of, kind of like the uh, back to the future movie. yeah i was like okay that's pretty interesting you know <laughs> they kind of foresaw i guess a little bit right well trust me we saw a lot of stuff in that anime i don't and hopefully you probably caught on to a lot of shit that happened in the anime that was like did this really just happen right now recently maybe we'll get into those we'll get into those i think since it's only six episodes we'll kind of go through episode by episode with these so episode one manny episode one which was probably one of the funniest ones especially because it just starts off just seeing like these rogue cars and everything next thing you know one car just starts to go rogue and people are freaking out traffic all stops yeah so since everything's all autonomous driving whenever a car is quote going rogue right um all other traffic pretty much parts off to the side and stops and the people inside of it have no control because everything's all autonomous driving nobody drives a car anymore Mm -hmm. so they all get pulled over they all stop and i think even for the x drivers which are considered emergency vehicles right which was really funny because of how they were introduced like you just hear like the the engines rumbling from distance and everybody's just freaking out it's like what's that noise yeah (laughs) like they were freaking out like they've never heard of that noise before It'd have been funny if they had sirens. <laughs> but yeah, which we could get into for the movie, which I'll talk about later. Ooh, okay, all right. But yeah, that, that, it was just so funny and everything, and it, it just introduces to the first two characters, which is Lorna and Lisa. Lisa drove the Subaru WRX, and then we had Lorna in the Lotus. Yes, the yeah, she had the Impreza and then the and the Lotus. Mm-hmm. And they start pursuing the vehicle, and uh, you can tell one of them is like the the classic anime duel, right? One yeah. of them's very serious, proper, and whatnot. The other one's the more, yeah. The other one's the rambunctious tomboy, yes. right? <laughs> and she ends up wrecking the Impreza. Oh my god! Yes. So much for a blown head gasket, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Um... And then the next car that she got was the Lancia. Yes, yes. But that was episode two, right? That was episode two, yes. Yeah, so in this one, it was just uh, she wrecked the Impreza and um, uh, what's her name again? The Lisa or the one with the Lotus? The one with the Lotus. Lorna. Lorna. Lorna had to go after the car on her own, right? And then... her Her suspension, like disconnected yeah and she couldn't follow into into pursuit so then the next character the next main character kind of followed in right and we just see a super seven uh, and the character that was driving it to stop the road car was soichi which was a 12 year old boy and i think the other ones were 14 year old i think i did not even check i don't know okay um we kind of made a comparison that this anime reminded us of evangelion Really? Okay. You see the old man giving the pose where he's like on the desk and everything. He has the glasses and everything. He's old and everything. And then you just the kids and machines trying to stop stop uh, an entity that's going rogue. True, true, true. I mean, that could be said about a lot of different animes. So. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, but it's just funny that we just made that reference and everything. It's like, it's like damn it, so we should get in the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> 
So with Soichi being added into the first episode and everything, it just becomes that rivalry between the tomboyish and flamboyant uh, Lisa versus Soichi, the the uh, how would you describe him? Just prodigy prod- child. Yeah, prodigy. There you go. Yeah, prodigy child and everything. And I mean, we can also compare this to a lot of other animes where, like, the main characters that like do stuff like for the good of the city or community or society are always in high school and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty typical with with uh, what the characteristics we see in most animes. Yeah. So obviously, there's a little bit of rivalry, some tension there, or whatever. And uh, then we get into the second episode where Lisa gets her replacement car and also tries to go heads up with uh, Suichi at the at the track because yes. they have like a their home base. Obviously, has a track, has a track and a um, a paddock and all the garages and their own mechanic and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and what's just funny is that like she wanted to like race him because she couldn't accept him because. In the beginning, she fell in love with him because she was looking for a boyfriend that was like cool, is all about speed and just smart, tactful. And then next, you know, she finds out he's a little kid. And with that like disappointment and everything, it just kind of adds more fuel to the um, the rivalry because she won't accept him even though he's a prodigy. Yeah, yeah, and they did go heads up on the track, which I thought was kind of funny because she took a well-rounded sports car and he had a delivery truck right a mini delivery truck yes yeah like what was that about (laughs) (laughs) and she lost control yes she lost control and and went off and i was like not the lance (laughs) you know this one must have had a heavy sponsor from lotus because most of the cars in here are from lotus that is true yes right yeah which I thought well, that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we had episode three where uh, we had like their beach episode, I would say, a little bit. Yeah. I no, no, actually, no, no. I, mean, I wouldn't count that as their beach episode. But yeah. Episode three was just more like they brought in like a film crew and everything to like do promotion for the X drivers because no one really knows what the X drivers are just only by reports of ai machines going rogue and everything yeah it's more of a documentary right yeah it was pretty much a documentary their li- their lifestyle what they do on their free time and some some pretty much some action some actual action of like them in their doing their duties especially yeah but like what's the funny thing is that we were talking about this anime and stuff was like we were kind of wondering like did elon musk get his inspiration from this anime that his Teslas just keep crashing because people are using the AI functions. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting that they have all that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. if you think about it, like when they showed some of the regular people getting into the cars, yeah, and then it's just like, oh, well, what restaurants did you want to go to? Where did you want me to take you to? Oh, here's a list of the restaurants. There you go. And they just sit in and just it takes them off. Yes. I could see that becoming like, actual transportation in the future for sure just not with like really ugly designs for those cars yeah 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 absolutely yeah but i just mean in general the way and functionality of how it how it is like i bet you half of the people don't even own a car Mm -hmm. it seems like they were just ordering the cars like taxis in a sense 
So I could kind of see that happening. Yeah. You know, we always hear more and more that people aren't going out to get their licenses anymore. Yeah. There, there was uh, one scene, I think this was from episode two, I believe, where uh, me and Leo got into an argument as we were like watching it together on Discord stream as, a, as like a stream party, basically, where one of the teachers was late and he was riding a bicycle. And I'm like, you would think you're in the future. You would have an electric bike. You can just drive to school. Like, and Leo just comes out with like some bullshit. Like, oh, what if he's poor? It's like, hey, man, if AI auto-autonomous cars are basically the normal standard, he, they should have a standard, a normal standard of electrical bikes. We don't pay our teachers well, Manny. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I would agree on that, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, he just kept making like excuses and everything. But I like, just was like, dude, if we have this technology, there should be electric bikes. I'm sure there probably was. We never saw one. Yeah. But I, I mean, it would make sense. You're right. At the same notion, though, too, it's kind of like if people aren't even willing to, you know, in that anime, if people aren't even willing to drive anymore. Why would they want to sit in an uncomfortable electric bike even, too? I'm pretty sure they would make the seats comfortable, too. Well, then it won't be a bike. It's me more of a pod. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, episode three. Episode three, like we said, is just like the, the film The film documentary. Crew. Yeah, the documentary right? thing. And this is where we had more insight on Lorna as a character and everything, her character and everything. And... What was funny is like the film crew wanted to focus more on her because she was like the cool, calm, and like just like the the etiquette and everything. Well, I thought that was because the guy just wanted to slip the D. It it did give off that vibe, but he was actually still oh, more than gave no, no. off that vibe. But, it did give <laughs> a, but at the end, like he was actually just like still very professional about it, all of it. Was he though? I mean, I think that's just how it is, especially trying to him portray his personality as a big top star and everything. I guess, I guess. I mean, so I think he more backed off after he got intimidated in the car ride. Yes. But if you look at the scene when they're in the gym, that was some real pervy vibes. I know, I, I did see that too. <laughs> that was really funny. So I, I think the intention was still slipping the D, but it was more that when uh, he got in the car and he got obviously scared in the car you know and he passed out oh yeah he did pass yeah, out he pa <laughs> <laughs> um he passed out like a ikatami in initial d when he's riding with takami <laughs> mm. and like how much he got scared about the g-force when they took off his wool yeah 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 so i think after that that's kind of what put him back into check like okay i'm just gonna do some journalism <laughs> and what was funny was like since they were focusing more on her we had a Lisa that was just getting pissed off because she wasn't getting attention. Yeah. So she tried to, like, challenge Lorna with uh, the the news reporter or the celebrity or the TV person or TV personality, we could call it at this point. Yeah, they were doing some practice drills on the track, mm -hmm. on the home track. So she decides to up the ante and challenge her just to show off so they can get she can get attention or anything, causing them to almost crash again. Yeah, yeah. And then we actually had episode four, which once we saw episode four, the like we had like six people watching this anime at the, at the same time. I think so on Discord. I forgot. Maybe five, four. But once we got to episode four, like the majority of us were like a huga, like like 
Shit. Remind me what was episode four. <laughs> when we had Bay in the anime come on, the dark-skinned girl that was driving the Ducati. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So we all immediately... That was like, X-Rider. X-Rider, yeah. So we all came into like a consensus that she is Bay of the anime. Got it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And especially to our buddy Julian and everything, because he he likes motorcycles and everything, especially Ducati. So he was like fanboying the shit out of himself with that. Yeah. And I was just fanboying because girl looks sexy as fuck and everything, and, and driving a motorcycle and everything. And for the most everybody too, they were all just fanboying and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just so funny, like she allowed it, the Soichi, the the prodigy, to do work on her motorcycle, and they just made it sound provocative and everything. To the point where even the mechanic got pissed off. I was like, I heard you touched it. I was like, I didn't touch anything. He's like, how could you, like, without me? Because he wanted to touch the motorcycle. Yeah, he's known for taking apart everything. Yeah, he's, like, really well known for that and everything. And just as an overall mechanic as well. So everybody, he just kept getting accused of everything, like, left and right. Where it was just huge misunderstandings left and right, which is really funny. Yeah, yeah, they, they did the play on it. Yeah. To the point where, like, the director was like, don't worry, I believe you, so... How was it? I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which some of us got jealous because when they were, when she or when Soichi drove the motorcycle with her and how he, they switched places where he was in front now and like, and her on his back and everything. So because she sprained her ankle and couldn't like shift anymore. So he was doing the shifting while he, she handled the controls and everything. So some of us got jealous and pissed off like, Man, I want that. I want that bit of that anime big boob on my back. Jeez, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not on those discords. <laughs> you are. You just never get on. Well, you know what I mean. Actually, online. <laughs> oh. Well, we always try to invite you because we're always playing Forza, but you never get on. I got things going on, Manny. I got things going on. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Like getting bit by dogs. <laughs> That's a daily hobby for you. Kind of is now. It kind of is now. <laughs> All right. So that was episode four. She's a free agent, right? Yeah, a free agent for ex uh, ex drivers and everything. So she can basically just go out to any city and just do the work as uh, of the ex drivers. Yeah, and she used to work with one of the other people. That's in there, right? Yeah, at the at the branch office building where they have all their. Command center. Their command center for yeah. that city because there's the headquarters for X drivers, which is somewhere else. So it, that kind of brought out like more lore that each city has their own uh, branch uh, command center for the X drivers. Correct. And so, yeah, so we had uh, Nina, which was the blonde girl in the command center, and then Ray, which was the biker girl. They were both X drivers in the past. Yep. So let's roll into episode five. Episode 5 would be basically the reason that I'm going to foreshadow right now that I would possibly give this a low score for this anime, in my opinion. Really? And it mainly because, or episode 5, um, they finally give us a hint at a at an antagonist. Yeah, yeah, true. So from episode 1 through 4, I've been like wondering... This is like, when they found that autonomous car that just had a camera inside and no people. It had a camera and it was jailbroken. 
Yeah. So they intentionally had it go rogue. But with the glimpse of a possible antagonist now with episode one through four, the whole time I was just wondering, is like, are we ever going to get an antagonist or is like, what's going to happen with this anime, honestly? And then, like, we sure enough, we get some like weird, cringy looking guys with some hairdos and everything. Yep. <laughs> just come out and say, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to beat them because they, be, they might be really skilled, but we're just going to beat them and everything. Yeah, I mean. And then, final. Well, we uh, uh, no, we still have well, we still have some more talk about the fifth episode. Okay. Uh, we finally get a glimpse of the leader of the antagonist group and everything. And what was just really funny is that they brought out their own cars, like they weren't just autonomous cars; they were also internal combustion cars. Yes. Uh, we had the FDRX7, the MRS, which Leo fanboyed over the MRS. I was like, wait, is the MRS, the spider? I was like, yeah, that's gay as fuck, and he got pissed. <laughs> Super lightweight. Yeah, pretty much, I would say. And then the Toyota Supra. Yes. And then we also got a glimpse of another Super 7. Yep. Sponsored by Lotus. Right? <laughs> With a Volhall engine. No, actually, no. The, the boys. So Ichi's uh, Super 7 had a Volhall engine and everything. And then we go on to episode 6 is where we see the final battle and everything. And the antagonist, like coming back to the good side and everything after getting his eyes open with the new generation of X-Riders. Yeah, okay. I actually thought that was apparently he went to episode. He went to the dark side because he was too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that it was on episode five. I thought it yeah. was on the other one. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we saw another Lotus. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? The Eleven? I don't remember. I'm, I'm not the, super familiar with them. I just remember Googling them. I was like, oh, that's made by Lotus 2. And then yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so you can tell, I guess, whoever, uh, maybe whoever wrote the manga had a an affinity for European roadsters. Definitely had an affinity for European yeah, roadsters. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, this was placed in Japan. So, I, th- I mean, kind of European cars going to have like a big effect out there too. Yeah. So let's get in. Well, let's get into the ep- the last episode, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit more of the general thoughts on it. Okay. So, like, what did you want to bring up then? So, I wanted to bring up the cars. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, for me, I was kind of excited when I saw the Impreza, and I was like, oh, fucking cool. Like, they're going to maybe show some pretty cool little build cars on through this, right? We were wondering if the Impreza, was gonna sh- they were going to show us the garage, and, like, they... They talk about, oh, yeah, you blew out your head gasket. But thanks, you know, we saw it get wrecked. Like, okay, never mind. Yeah, and that was it. Mm-hmm. No more Impreza. <laughs> and it went to an old Lotus Roadster and the Lancia mm-hmm. and the Super 7. And it's kind of like they're oddball cars that I just don't have any care for them <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, Lotuses are nice, but, yeah, yeah, I would agree it was kind of overplayed. Yeah. It's not even that it's overplayed. You never see them. True. It was pretty interesting to see them kind of work the uh, work the pedals. She would downshift, and then she'd try to pull the e-brake for the drift, and it's the actual hand pull. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice yeah. that? <laughs> so it's like uh, if anybody's driven like an old truck. Like, <laughs> like for instance, the Toyota pickups. Yeah, Toyota pickups, old Chevy trucks even too, or Fords. And underneath on the steering wheel on the left-hand side, 
bottom part of the dash kind of you just have that little T lever that you just pull out and that's, and your, that's your parking brake yeah she was using that as an emergency brake to do her drifts so I was like what <laughs> <laughs> no I thought that was really funny too um and then we had of course we had the FD which we were kind of like we'll see the antagonists minus the leader actually had the best cars the super I mean I, I enjoy Supros and everything I just feel like they're very just I still would have enjoyed seeing the Supra throughout all the episodes than the Lotus okay yeah right yeah like something so, something we can actually relate to a little bit more and actually appreciate I will never appreciate one of those super old vintage Lotuses because I, I just don't care about them <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the Lancia. I really don't care about it. The Super 7, I really don't care about it. Yeah. Like, they, none of it is very appealing to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I felt like uh, I probably would have enjoyed it more seeing some different cars. The introduction of the motorcycle was kind of a nice touch, too. Cause, like, I wasn't expecting that because I thought I was just going to focus on the internal combustion, internal combustion cars. But, like, then I for, I've completely forgot about motorcycles, honestly. Okay. I don't care about motorcycles either. <laughs> but yeah, for me, like cars was a big, a big uh, downturn for me. Because mm. I was kind of excited, like, okay, cool, car, anime, this is perfect. This is right up our alley. I'm going to enjoy watching this one. And I was like, what am I even looking at here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Next thing I wanted to get into, mm-hmm. how did they stop all the AI cars? With the cum magnums. <laughs> we have we have literally named these guns that they use cum magnums. Okay. Essentially, yes, it does look like a, uh, like a magnum pistol. But yes, it pretty much shoots a wad that covers up a sensor, right? Yes. So the first time I saw this, I was like, okay, so... The first one was like they threw something that sparkled all over the car, and I think that's the one and only time they used it. I don't know if you remember that in the very first episode. Yes, in the movie they did use it a lot. Okay, so in this one they only showed it one time in the first episode. They they threw some kind of magnetic sparkles all over the car that I guess Mm -hmm. fucked with its GPS. Yeah. And forced the car to just use the The four corner sensors, right? Two in the front, two in the back. And then they would shoot those wads from the pistols to cover up the sensors. Mm-hmm. And from the very first time I saw it, I kept thinking, it seems like they could easily just have a an emergency button that has a shutter. And it just covers a sensor and it's done. Problem solved. Do you really think a sensor would just get shut off just being covered like that, though? Oh, well, is the sensor getting oh, shut no, no, off no, no, by no, just no, the wad? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of like the main sensor at the front of the grill. I mean, even that. You no, I was just... thinking of that. I wasn't thinking about the four corner sensors at the moment. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, those four corners that they shoot, right? Because after, besides that little, the first one where they did the little sparkle stuff, every other car they had to stop, they just shot those four corners. Or in the motorcycle's case, broke those sensors on the four corners. Or in our case, we called it the bukake of cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, right? I mean... It literally could have all been solved with a single push of a button that just has a shutter. 
and the whole elimination of any of that X-Driver and people and command center and that's all it takes. It seems weird that you'd leave such a giant plot hole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then the, like, like repeating what I said earlier, we, we were just making so many references to Elon Musk and his Tesla's going rogue, just crashing out on, on their auto-autonomous uh, mode. <laughs> like we swear like this is probably an inspiration for him and that's how he got the idea for Tesla maybe maybe he was gonna give one away to that kid that's tracking his planes oh, and then make it crash he rejected it apparently what the, the Tesla oh yeah no so he rejected it because he only offered it for three years oh yeah see how they write those headlines yeah you see how they write those headlines yeah, I, I saw that too, and I was like, what? Like, that's what he was asking for. He asked for a Model 3, you know? And then when I read through the article, it actually said that um, Elon offered him the Model 3 for three years, and then he can give it back. Mm. So, so lease, but the headline, the way they wrote the lease. headline, huh? It was basically a lease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, the way they wrote the headline was kind of like, I was like, oh, that's that's shysty. You're showing a little bit of bias there, right? Just just a little bit. <laughs> No, what'd you think of one of the AI cars going going rogue? I think it was I think it was the episode with the fourth where they introduced the biker, like the AI just popping a wheelie as it goes super as it accelerates. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I didn't really think that much of it. It is still an animation, right? It's an still an animation, but when we first saw it, we were just dying in laughter just seeing that happening. <laughs> And then uh, music was whatever, honestly. We just kept, like we didn't really care about the opening music or the ending music, so we just skipped them. Same. But other than that, um, let's see. What else? What else have we not covered for this anime? They did show a civilian modified car. So if you remember, there was those, uh, quote, delinquents or whatever. They had what looked like the AI oh, version of the Boz uh, Zoko cars. The illegal modified AI cars. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So I thought that was kind of funny that they had like a boost button. It was jailbroken, basically. Yeah, yeah. jailbroken boost button, but they don't drive the car. So it's kind of <laughs> like, what the fuck was the plan <laughs> of that thing? <laughs> and now they try to hit on Lisa, and Lisa just got pissed, so she pressed the boost button and caused him to go rogue. Yeah. <laughs> so it was her fault that the car went rogue, and it was her fault for crashing the WRX. Basically, yes, basically. And then um, there was one other thing that kind of bothered me, too. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's maybe because I was going into this thinking about Initial D. <laughs> And when they start talking about, like, driving and, you know, they even showed some heel-toe action. And I'm like, all yeah. right, they're trying to do something, right? And then the little kid, uh, this was after the little kid was doing the race with Lisa yeah. at the home track. And, he's, and, he, and I thought he was going to give her some insight on why she spun out and, you know, why she, you know, she, she came into the corner too hot or whatever. Whatever advice he was going to actually give her, I thought it was going to be technical. And then he comes up with the... Your car was crying. You need to feel it better. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to go full Yu-Gi-Oh for a second and feel the heart of the car. <laughs> Power family. Oh, yeah, basically. 
which is another thing I want to bring up. Uh, but I think I'll talk about Fast and the Furious in a bit after we talk a little bit about the movie, especially. Okay. So you didn't get the chance to watch the movie. No, I didn't get to get a chance. You told me about it, but uh, didn't have a chance to watch. Yeah. It. So the movie was like a two-story part movie and everything. The first part was like the sequel to the to the OVA series, and then the second part was a prequel to the OVA series. Got it. Okay. So the 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 sequel, which is part one. It showed them going to America because they were going to do a racing. Uh, they have a racing league for the ex drivers. Okay. Okay. So, and representing their country. So, Japan, Germany, France, Italy, USA, China. And they were, uh, they were in the U.S., but they didn't say where they were in the U.S. And they say, you know, Soichi, Lisa, and Lorna, they get it they see that a, uh, an AI car went rogue and so they went to go stop it even though it wasn't their territory but ex-driver, uh, ex so they feel like they have the responsibility because they're ex-drivers as well. They finally stop the car and everything. The American ex-drivers come out and like they're super blonde and everything. The guy's kind of like a like dumb blonde especially a little bit but like very lovesick towards his partner which uh, his uh, partner was also an ex-driver and everything. And their cars was a uh, Porsche. And the other car was a 240 or 280Z. I can't remember. Okay. So once they uh, once they finally solve the situation and everything, the cops come. And that's where I said sirens actually happen. Oh, okay, okay. And the whole time we were complaining, is like, wait, what's the point of police? We, uh, I mean, what's the point of ex-drivers then? Because in America, the police actually drive their cars. Oh, they're manually <laughs> <Yeah>. driven. Interesting. <laughs> well, did they show any police in the when they were back in Japan in the first? In the I never saw a police car in Japan. I never saw a police one either. The funny part was the moment the police came, they arrested Soichi, Lorne, and Lisa. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! It's like it's like you broke the law under under California, the state of California. I was like. <gasps> They're in Los Angeles. That means they're being racially profiled. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day in the in the movie, they finally get released. And apparently, the only reason why they got they got arrested is because they were driving right hand driven cars. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you know when you said uh, that the guy looked like dumb blonde kind of thing, I was thinking about all oh, these. They're trying to portray like the surfer Californian. Yeah, but, something like that. Yeah. Okay, literally, they were trying to portray the surfer Californian. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And so they finally got uh, released and everything. So they finally get back to the main objective and is basically the EX World Series Racing League. I, I don't know what they called it, but that's what I'm going to call it, basically. And they get into some problems thinking that the... The one who represents the American team was an ex-mafia mobster from New York and everything. And he's the main contributor for funding for the U.S. team and everything. And he has a daughter that kind of found out some secrets that they were gamb they were using the EX Racing Championship to gamble with the other nations and everything, the representatives. And it wasn't until later they found out that they were actually just collecting data to build funds for more research and development for ex-drivers. And it was just a whole mis misunderstanding uh, with them. But they were all colluding together as well to find out who was actually the ones that were actually doing the gambling. Because 
it's illegal to gamble at sports events. I was about to say that doesn't sound like they're doing that bad of a thing, but <laughs> <laughs> but then we find out the the actual main antagonist, which was the son of the mobster, which was an adoptive son. He gets away with all the money and his car, which was really kind of an interesting take since it's America, was a um uh, I can't remember what specific gen it was, but it was a classic Stingray Corvette. Okay. So that was an interesting take because uh, America, like I said, and it gets crashed. Oh. They make it flip and everything, kind of like what we saw with uh, the Corvette yeah. in the in the previous episode that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. What's what strikes me as weird is that well, you know, and I guess because of the anime, but you figured uh that they are they're so rare at this point, right? It's supposed to be like a hundred years in the future or whatever, mm-hmm. and you'd figure that the cars that survive are going to be the cars that have the most abundant amount of parts and gasoline. Well, yeah, I guess with gasoline too, (laughs) but I just mean just the most abundant amount of parts. You know what I mean? A stingray Corvette, man, in 50 years, they're going to be done. (laughs) How are you ever going to keep one running for anything in a hundred years? You know? Yeah, that is true. Let alone a Lotus Super 7. <laughs> They're done right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we even still see like the Ford Model A's and everything every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And I would say they're getting close to 100 years, no? Or yeah, they- but I mean, they're not anything that's being driven hard. That is true, yeah. You know what I mean? For something that you're going to drive hard, abuse, and chase down, like... Why would they be using a car that's so rare that you'll never find parts for it again? Another interesting thing about like the stadium, apparently it's the Coliseum. What are we seeing right now? Oh, the we have that quarter mile track right now. In the Coliseum. Uh-huh. So we're like, what if this anime foreshadowed all these events just like Simpsons does? Oh shoot. <laughs> that's true. That, yeah. How weird is it that that literally just happened when we decided to watch this? Exactly. What a trip. Because they mm-hmm. had the racetrack in the Coliseum. Yeah. Interesting. It's like it's like Soska Eisen from Bleach. It's, it's 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 all coming together. Yeah. And it was just a small circle oval track? Uh no, it wasn't a small oval track. It kind of like a tactile uh, tactile um I'm I'm having a brain fart on the word tactile. Am I saying it right? Technical course? Yeah, technical course. There you go. Okay. Oh, that's interesting still. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You're right. It did predict a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get into the second part of the movie, which was uh, it was uh, Nina and Ray, as when they were used to be ex drivers as well. Okay, this is the prequel side. This is the prequel side. Nina's car was a Miata. Yes, I think they showed a glimpse of it during the normal six episodes. I think I did see a glimpse. Because it looked like it was all full wide-bodied, invented hood and everything, right? Big-ass spoiler and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with Ray, like, of course, her Ducati bike and everything, but they were always cruising together because for Nina, the only person that's allowed driving her passenger side her co- as a co-pilot would be Ray. Got it. So... With that, I mean, like, the the story goes, like, where they try to find, like, Nina's stalker because he's stalking her so bad where 
he took a picture of her immediately after she got out of the shower and just posted on her window when she was looking. And then she looked out the window and she just saw her picture right there on the spot. I was like, I just got out of the shower. Like, how the fuck did he get that so quick? Creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's a Polaroid, they have to shake it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't need to explain the rest of the joke to you, did I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So they they figure that the, the, the stalker was actually just being used for it so the other person can steal some technology that because... He was denied approval for a project that he was creating and everything. And he gets on a plane. They chase him out. Of, uh, they chase him on a plane and every, uh, with their cars because the Miata was given an upgrade of a turbo and everything and like six bottles of NOS and everything. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment I saw the NOS and turbo, I was like, for family. <laughs> <laughs> they chase the plane. The plane crashes. They finally arrest him and everything. So. That's pretty much how it goes, and so I want to make some references to the Fast and Furious movies. Some references to it, huh? Yeah. Okay. So the, I I think that this anime all and this anime actually also predicted Fast and Furious possibly. <laughs> there was that one car that did the wheelie. The car did the wheelie, and then we had the Super Seven go under the truck like the Miatas did in the first movie of Fast That's and Furious. Miatas? Was it Miatas? I don't remember. Honda Civics. Were they? All it's, black Honda Civics. It's been that long that I don't remember what cars it was. I don't even like the movies, but I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw that. And then, let's see, what else did we see? The int- like the international scene, too, with like the saving like high celebrities or just like trying to save the world a little bit and everything. And then another scene I can remember was uh, Fast and the Furious 5, where they were in Brazil. And in the movie with the with the prequel, there was a tank that was following them. It wasn't a tank, but it was like an armored H one Humvee. But it was AI, so like was is uh, when we were, when we saw the uh, the AI, uh, hum, uh, the Hummer, we were thinking, was this like the foreshadowing the EV Hummer? Okay, I see what you're saying. And the Humvee couldn't uh, the the H one Hummer couldn't take corners like the Miata could. So it would just crash into the building. So I was like, like, bro, there's more reference to Fast and Furious because they just had like the cars and like the, the armored vehicles and like this the bank safe just crashing into buildings just to cut corners and shit. Got it. Okay. And then we got to, I, th- I can't remember which Fast and Furious movie it was, but like we saw the plane. They you know, see the Miata rushing to catch up to the plane. I was like, oh God, is this going to be like that 100 mile uh, runway for planes like when they were trying to chase after the plane the plane explodes and crashes and everything just like in the anime <laughs> so we were just making a lot of comparisons to the Fast and the Furious movie just being inspired by this anime <laughs> I can see it I can see it a little bit mm-hmm. alright Manny so overall for this one what are you going to give it I'm going to get a 3.5 a 3.5 out of 10 right 10 yes really all right, and super. with with most of my buddies that we watched together on Discord, we kind of had a mutual agreement around that range of, of for rating. Honestly, got it. Okay, I think I'm still gonna do this one at a five. At a five, okay. Simply because it is in a different category. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It it 
it didn't have all the tropes of the normal enemies. Mm-hmm. Especially at a time where most of them relied on feeding off of each other and playing the same types of scenes with the same types of characters. And you know what I mean? It did have a couple of them, but not as bad or as prevalent. Mm-hmm. Given if it would have got more episodes in to actually create a better storyline, because this was just it was like a long trailer. You know what I mean? It was a teaser. It didn't really have a lot of substance yeah. to it. It could have been better, but I think for just the idea is really what got me to the five. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I enjoyed it. I had a good laugh. We argued about random shit that just made us laugh even more. But I think the reason why I gave it a low score is because I wish they didn't wait until like the last two episodes out of six. To actually create some conflict. Yes. Like, even if they didn't try to create conflict in the first four episodes... I would have actually enjoyed it more if they gave us like teasers hinting to a pro- an antagonist. Yeah. Even if the if even if the the main characters weren't aware of the antagonist, I still would have loved to have seen a the stalking, the building, or something. The, the yeah. build up, yes. Yeah. No, I totally totally agree with that. I wonder if there was something like in a production thing where maybe that the first six episodes were supposed to be one arc. Mm. And then what's maybe something happened on the anime side where they cut production, you know what I mean? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, and I mean, compared to the last one, there was no constant uh, adults going after children. (laughs) 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 Like uh, Onizuka, the the teacher. Oh, yes. Right? There was no blackface. (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible. Yeah, well... The last one was just a fucking, literally a child fucking pedo and a blackface. And I was just like, holy crap. Do we have to keep watching these old animes? No, like this, like GT, like G, uh, GTO was just basically it was, prime candidate for cancer culture. I mean, put cancel culture aside. It was just literally a pedophilia cringy anime. Yeah, it, was, it's, it was. It was so terrible. And the faces he kept so, making. Given that these were released around the same time, yeah, they were. I'm. St- I have to give this one a higher score. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna stick with the five for this one. Yeah, that. no, I mean, I like I said, I really enjoy build up for conflict. So I, the, the reason why I gave it a low score is because I couldn't see that until the end. Yep, I can see it. I can see it. All right, Manny, what else we got on the board? We got yeah, we got a little bit of time left. Yeah. So uh, this past weekend, I went to. The Cars and Coffee Classic uh, in Anaheim. And this is like more like a JDM Classic Cars and Coffee and everything. But it is still Classic Cars. There's no gatekeeping. So they allowed anybody else to go. So there are some people with their modern cars like the new Camaros and everything. Yeah. To and you went with the uh, El Camino? With the El Camino. I actually drove the El Camino quite a bit this weekend. Saturday and Sunday. Very cool. Uh, it's been a while, so, but it's been covered and everything, so it looks like I like I barely washed it. So that was what, I, so I really liked that. But yeah, I mean, we I met up to it. I went to go meet up with Leo at his place and our buddy Jose, and then after that, we went to Anaheim for the uh, cars and coffee. What we didn't expect, because I've already been there a few times, what we what I didn't expect, and Leo kind of throws a curveball because I I don't think he knew, and he just found out right there on the spot before we went. They started charging people to attend the Cars and Coffee. Not to attend, but like to bring their car there. Oh, to park. Yeah. Interesting. So it's like 
one big old, uh, not not a big street, but it's just like one long street in between a bunch of businesses and everything, like cafes, coffee shops, restaurants, and everything. And of course, the businesses support this cars and coffee because they're getting business out of it. Yeah, a lot of traffic. Yeah, a lot of traffic, and it over time this cars and coffee just kept getting bigger and bigger and more popular to where the city of Anaheim caught wind of it and is like, oh, you're you're you guys are making money without us? Okay, no, like you guys want to keep doing this, but you need you guys need to charge. Well, what do you mean they're making money without them? Uh, they, I mean, they just see a gathering and they're not making money off the gathering. Okay. That's well, that's it, our idea. That's our idea. Okay, I was going to say, because they're not making money, the businesses are making money. Mm-hmm. Now that they're charging for parking, now they're making money. Yeah. yeah, because supposedly Anaheim did want money out of it so for a gathering because they didn't know about the gathering. Well, it could have just been that they got so large that they need a permit for the gathering. Pretty much. And they did close off all four exits in between that one um, street and the intersection or anything. Yeah, so if they're getting official road closures and the the crowds are big enough to where it probably needs a permit, that's different from just like, hey, you guys are making money because they weren't but, making but money But we were before. just making jokes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Now they're making money. <laughs> and this, uh, usually what I've noticed so far is like every time they do a Cars and Coffee, they make it like a certain theme. And this theme was, uh, for this uh, Cars and Coffee that just passed was ARC-7. So, like, there was a lot of FDs and FCs. Nice. And, of course, you use your standard number of, like, 240s, 260s, 280s, and Dotsons and everything. But the main focus was rotaries, especially. Okay. So there was a Mazda pickup truck uh, that was rotary-powered, and it won Best of Show because they had an award for Best of Show as well. Cool, cool, cool. Other than that, I think I was the only American classic car there. I'm not too sure because I didn't see any other ones. Oh damn! I mean, there was a there was a Dodge Neon, but I wouldn't consider that to be a <laughs> a classic an American classic. I mean, the SRT4 is getting old. <laughs> it is. It is. I, w- I won't. I won't deny that. Honestly, it is getting old now. But it was really cool and everything. It was kind of cold in the beginning but like thanks you know the weather just got super hot which was annoying honestly yeah around this time we kind of get those very cold mornings and then we kind of get some pretty warm afternoons now yeah and what caught me off guard is that i parked next to a uh, g35 and it was in pristine condition i was like i've never seen one in pristine condition honestly <laughs> and, I kinda the pe- and i kind of blame the people and i kind of blame the people we've we know honestly you know it's not just the people we know it, it's the whole community man i never see a modified one that still has a good front bumper like <laughs> oh, th- this one was intact like um it wasn't the original color uh, on the paint and everything it was really nice it was very detailed supercharged uh full custom interior and everything and uh they had me parked there next to him and everything and we were just hanging out. We were just talking about the El Camino because some people haven't seen the interior. that, we, So they wanted to see the seats that when I reupholstered the El Camino seats and everything. And the owner of the G35 came up to me and he started talking. He said, oh, is this yours? I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, my dad has like three of the uh, three El Caminos. Shit. Like, I was like, oh, shit, nice. Like, yeah, yeah, he he does a lot of restoration because he owns a company. I was like, oh, it's nice. I was like, what company is he on? It's like Original Parts Group. I was like, 
Wait, what? So I don't know if you know Original Parts Group by any chance. No, I do not. Original Parts Group is like a company ba- uh, company based in uh, Long Beach, if I'm correct. And what they specialize is in uh, OEM replica parts. Okay, I'm assuming for classics. For classic cars, for like restoration and everything. Okay. So you can pretty much get almost every part. Like I think you can basically buy a full catalog worth of parts and build your own replica car off of their, off their site. Nice. So it was just interesting talking to the guy because I did not realize that I was that he was a, a relative to the owner. Yeah. Let alone his, uh, be the son of the owner. Very cool. And I got to know him. He was pretty chill and everything. We just talked for a bit, and then uh, he went to go talk to some other people. So I went back to our group, and we started hanging out more and just talking, walking around, looking at some of the cars. And we kept making jokes like, man, we, we wish Alex would have come. Just to piss off the entire rotary community with this with this five point swap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least I it's not the first time I've seen it. No, no, it's not the it's not that we're saying it's the first time. It'd just be funny to see him get pit, it, yeah. pissed off the the community, the enthusiasts. True, 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 true. Yeah, well, it looks like he's doing some pretty good work to his right now. So, if I'm correct, his is something blew up in his car. I forgot what it was. Yeah, I think it had something to do with his steering because I know he's redoing his steering, his steering conversion and he's going to be doing the turbo right now. Yes. So that that's going to be pretty cool when that's yeah, done. I'm going to be excited for that. Oh, yeah. All right, Manny. What else do we have up? Uh, oh, actually, interesting story. Since all the intersections were closed off and they had road closers for the event, we kind of got bored a little bit is like because it was getting hot it's like and we were all hungry since we've been up since like five well i've been up i was up since like 5 a.m so it was like you want to guys want to get breakfast and we all decided to go get breakfast we tried leaving and the event organizers hey next time you guys come stay for the full time we'll let you guys leave but stay for the full time oh like in your parking spot and stuff yeah. because with the road closures there was countless kids. There was countless people walking up and down the street, not just the sidewalk, and people walking their pets and everything. So they don't want cars leaving earlier and then obstructing the walkways for for people on the street. Ah, so it's become a bit more of an actual car show rather yeah. than a cars and coffee. Exactly. Oh, that's kind of a shame. <laughs> I actually, I don't know. I prefer the more casual cars and coffee come in for a little bit and then take off when you're done you that's know? what i i mean i did not expect that we had to pay for parking uh parking to just to park there for our cars now yeah so that kind of threw us off right before we got there yeah that's weird mm-hmm. all right well i mean i guess when it grows that big it grows that big but yeah yeah that kind of it's almost not a cars and coffee anymore though at that point I think the best car that I saw there was a 1964 Jaguar E-Type. I wouldn't even know how that looks, to be honest. <laughs> you probably, oh, no. I was going to bring up a Lotus car, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the 61 Jaguar E-Type has become one of my most successful and favorite cars in Forza. So, when I saw actually saw one in person, I was like freaking, I was getting very excited just looking at it. Ah, uh, the influence of Flor- of Forza. <laughs> Florza. Forza. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right, Manny, let's roll into the next topic. All right, and we do have an announcement. Uh, as everybody's uh, heard one of our previous episodes, 
we actually had um, Arc Movement on with us, if you remember. Yep, we had Mike. Mm-hmm. And with this year, I was like, did, did they do an autism awareness meet last year? I don't remember. I don't think so. No, we didn't. They didn't I, do it. I don't think so. So I think this is the return of the autism awareness meet. Yes, correct. So uh, Mike and Arc Movement, they're finally bringing back autism awareness, uh, their anniversary uh, car show that they always do, just to help raise awareness for autism and fundraising charities and everything. And we always like to go and support and everything because it's a charity, it's for a cause, uh, especially a good cause for autism and everything. So um, kind of undecided which car I should take, but like we'll have to see, honestly. What, what are your thoughts for what car you should take? No, like what are your thoughts for the event this this year? Oh, uh, you know I've I've always loved what uh, Mike and you know Arc Movement does for mm-hmm. their events, and I've always said like we're very fortunate to dive into these hobbies and yeah. be able to spend the money that we do. And if we can combine what we love to do in in our little community and give back at the same time for these kind of events, mm-hmm. I think we should absolutely do it. No, so I, I'm all for his events. I'm always excited to do them and and participate in them in any way we could. We could possibly bring him back on if he wants to promote it, too. Yeah, we'll reach out to him, see see how he feels about it. Yeah. And um, when is it the event again? May 5th at the Anaheim Garden Walk. Okay, and that's going to be from 10 to 2 o'clock? It's going to be a hot day. What's that? It's going to be a hot day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, does he have um, tickets out for sale yet? You know, I did not see anything about ticket sales this time. Uh, maybe it's just an announcement. Then they're going to start doing registration later. Who knows? Probably. He's usually really good at really uh, promoting it really well and making sure he posts it a ton. Oh yeah. So we will make sure we repost anytime he starts getting that going and and share the information with you guys to get registered and get in there. Definitely. But um, I think uh, we have one more thing. I know you'll be pick, you'll be picking up the tail lights from Scott soon. I'm gonna try to hit him up this week. Okay, so that's our partners over there at TFT Performante. Obviously, like we say every episode, hit him up for any of your car needs for parts, repairs, tire changes. I'm actually planning to hit him up soon for some tire changes, getting that prepped and ready to go, and um, car wraps too. Right? He does it with Element. Oh yeah, he Element does it, Six it, Design with uh. uh Element 6 design, and then, of course, they got Ron and everything for the labor and everything. Absolutely. So make sure you give them a follow. If you guys need some work done or need some parts, hit them up. Let them know we sent you, and he'll give you guys a good discount. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, Manny, I think that we have an episode, buddy. Definitely. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or want to send an unaccepted rev, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Johnny.